Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise the Lord, young people, old people, and everybody in between. It's good to be in the house of God on a Friday evening, amen? I'm excited when I get to come and be a part of what God is doing. I felt the leading of the Spirit when preparing what I've prepared, and so uh, I, I think it's on. We'll do our best. Hang in there with me. Thank you to uh, this church, all the leadership, the pastors. They went through all the names before you people. Thank you for having me. To all of our youth board members that are here, thank you for making me nervous. I say I'm a little scared, but not too much. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 through 13. It's not a bad thing to bring your Bible to church, young people old people and everybody in between. Colossians chapter three, verse eight through 13 says this, but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcision nor uncircumcision barbarian Scythian bond nor free but Christ is all and in all put on therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved bowels of mercies kindness humbleness of mind meekness long-suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Have you been changed? Have you been made new? See, the way that I read it, he says that we are his elect. So no matter where we come from or who we were, he loves us. You may be seated. I like that piano in the background. That's kind of cool. Made me feel all spiritual. <laughs> See, we don't have that in the whole missions church. We got some piano, but it, it plays a little differently. <laughs> I, I had to learn how to drum because we didn't have one, so I, I flipped on the YouTube deal and learned what a four time was. So you can imagine how that goes in church. (laughs) It's funny where we come from. And I would think that if we're honest with ourselves, we really know what we used to be. Yet in all of that mess and all of that despair, someone reached out. Someone thought it enough of you to pull you out of your situation. Someone shared the love of Christ with you. How many times have we looked at those that were exactly like what we used to be and say in our minds, they'll never listen to me. 
There's just no way that they would be interested in hearing about the things of God. How about they would never show up to my little church? See, not everybody has a church this pretty. Thankful for it. We need it. Last year, we didn't have heat in our building. So that means the water didn't run. Because if the water ran, it would freeze and blow up, and then we'd have an even bigger mess. And, and the electricity was faulty, too. So sometimes in the middle of service, the electricity would go out. And I remember thinking to myself, my Lord, if I invited somebody to church that I really cared about, I bet they wouldn't come back. Especially after getting stuck to the toilet seat. It was cold, y'all. It was a... <laughs> You laugh. I laugh because otherwise I cry. I, I've titled this message When Pigs Fly. <laughs> I, I think we spend way too much time, money, and effort trying to develop ways to get people to our church and, and not near enough of the same resources and energy to get the church to people. See, if you and I are the church and, and we're that body of Christ and, and we put all of our time and resources trying to get them to our building, then in essence what we're doing is saying, look at our Ephesus, look at what we've created, and maybe that will win you to God. But if we spend time and effort and resources on taking this body to the people that need Jesus Christ, what we're showing them is those that have failed, those that have succumbed to sin, those that have been in place of despair, but have somehow, some way made it out into a place of grace. Hey, see, I, I guess I just know where I come from. When will we let people see us? We're the church. We have a story to tell. We're all different and fearfully, wonderfully made. And, and, and I, I just don't believe in coincidence. The Lord brings us face to face with those that need us, our story, our personality, what we've been through. See, I'm different. Different background, different upbringing. I'm me. I hope none of you are like me because I know what it took to be me. And I don't want to spend too much time, but I was raised in a home where infidelity, drug use, violence, that was a common thing. That was normal. It was normal. When, when dad got mad at mom, dad went and slept with another lady. And it was normal. And, and then when, when mom had a bad day, she'd have a few drinks with a couple of pills. And then when dad got mad at mom again, then, then, and he had his fun with his lady friend, then he'd come home and he would drink, and then they would fight, and, we, and, and it was just commonplace for me. I remember one instance, I was nine years old and, and my father had taken prescription pills with alcohol and, and he passed out. I thought he was dead. I was nine. My baby sister, she was crying out, screaming, daddy, daddy, and all the, you know, it's that, that Hallmark original movie stuff where we all sit and we cringe and we go, is that really going to happen? And I remember I was beating on his back because he was laying face down in the middle of our floor and I thought, oh, Jesus, the man's dead. And so I'm pounding on him, and finally I was like, okay, he's, ah, he's dead. 
So I call 911 and they show up and, and they revive them and everything is good and mom's gonna leave and all that other stuff and, and it's just, it's melee. I know what it's like to live in a home that is less than holy as many of you do. I grew up on the east side of Milwaukee. See, that's where the freaks are. You may not know. You may not know. But that's where I grew up. That's where the freaks is at, y'all. You don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm just me. Don't pay no mind. You know, the, the paychecks didn't come that often to cover the bills. Minimum was really bare minimum. It wasn't like, oh, my internet ain't on, so I'm at a low. I'm talking, my father worked at Pizza Hut for a week to get his drug money, and what he'd do is he'd go into the trash can after work and get all the food they threw away and bring it home. Bare minimum. And see, I, I don't say it so you, oh, Brother Jansen, that's so sad, because I know many that had it worse than I did. Many that went hungry. See, where I come from, they, they have breakfast in the morning for the kids that don't eat at home. And then they have lunch and dinner for those that don't go home after school. When pigs fly, right? That guy? That guy? That lady? They're winnable? I'm going to search out just a little bit here if, if you'll humor me. We're going to be in kind of Mark chapter 5, and I'll take you along. It's, this is right, uh, the calming of the sea had just taken place. The disciples had just witnessed the power of the spoken word. Uh, you know, it, Jesus speaks and says, be still, and everything listens. And they go, who's this guy that he can talk to, to the elements, and it listens? I, I think they begin to realize that he's not just there to, to call to calm physical storms, but really to, to calm all of nature. You, me, the, the physical aspects of what we go through. In Luke chapter 19, it says, for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. In Mark 5, one through five, it says this, and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the, I, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. If you know me, I don't try that hard with that stuff. I usually listen to like a Bible tape and I'll try it, tape. Ah, dated myself. But I'll try and hear how they say it and I'll try and memorize it for you guys. And then I realize that I get all nervous and then I can't say it anyway. So are you showing that? Okay, that word, the G one. Let's go on to verse two. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had, off, uh, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broke into pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Has anyone met anyone like that? I have. I worked in a prison. And not just any prison, I worked at the Wisconsin Resource Center, which is for the criminally insane. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Oh. 
We had one guy that thought he was uh, captain of the Starship Enterprise. He would take out his false teeth and he would smash it up against his window and then he'd, he'd scream obscenities at us and we'd have to go in and try not to break him. Uh, he was a very frail old man. We had another man, I, I dealt with Satan. Um, if I didn't call him Satan, he would lash out and, and one time we had to do a cell extraction which means me and five other dudes had to go in there. We were all geared up. It was, you know, all cool and stuff. Nah, it was warm, sweaty, and disgusting. And I... Uh, we kept calling him by his name and he kept saying, I'm Satan, I'm Satan. And he bit my finger. And I remember just going into a place where I just started punching him in the face. And I'm like, oh God, I just want my finger back. I've also been around men that would cut themselves. Uh, one, one gentleman would, would bite flesh off of his own uh, body. And, and I'm not going to get sick about it. I'm just saying, I've seen these people before. I've been around those people before. See, it's, it's a storm. A storm in, in the midst of a man or woman. Society tries to, to bind and lock them away. I guarantee no one wants to go in and teach that guy a Bible study. There's just too many problems there. And you might lose some fingers. Keep laughing. Y'all think I'm funny. I think we're always looking for the new candidate for our club, for our little shindig for the stuff that we do, that person that'll fit nicely into our clique or, you know, our mode of doing things. We, we, we like to, to kind of profile individuals as they walk by and go, you know what, I bet I could teach that one. I remember praying once as a home missionary more, well, more than once. Uh, God, give me a regular sinner. Just one of them normal ones. So far, I haven't seen any. Look, for, for, the, for the dude in the cave, there, there was just no hope. There wasn't anything that he could do about his situation until, until he saw Jesus. Mark 5, 6 through 7, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him. This is a dude with devils worshiping Jesus Christ, so I guess that means we can worship Jesus Christ. Oh, you people, stop it. I, I love, uh, just bear with me. I like the, the five or six people that get up in the front. That's why I wear the type of shoes I wear, so that I'm comfortable. I learned, I learned a long time ago, this, this body that weighs more than what it should puts a lot of pressure on these baby feet. So I just, I'd done away with the church shoes. But I like those couple that they get up there and they get down and they get with it. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm usually up there because I, I like it too. I, again, I remember where I come from. And I have this bad habit of kind of turning around and looking. And you got the swears. 
guy that's real nervous, you know, and he's, he's looking at his buddy to see if his buddy's doing anything. If someone filled with devils recognizes the presence of Jesus Christ and knows what to do, young folk, old folk, please, for the love of all that is good, get with the program. If a man filled with devils understands that the presence of the Almighty has just entered his space and doesn't mind looking a little silly, then we really ought not mind looking a little silly for the Lord. Hey, you don't have to have the two-step going. Whatever. I went, I went to church with a lady that, uh, that danced for a living, and I'm not talking about the fine arts. Hey, I'll be cool, I promise. And the dancing was a little less than becoming. And I went to approach her about it because we were all a little embarrassed. And I realized, your whole mission is, bro. Pretty much anything goes. <laughs> so I just let her be. <laughs> I, got, I got two old ladies with walkers, right? <laughs> and they're looking like, oh my God, what is happening here? And I thought, I thought, oh Lord. If we could all just get a little bit of what that individual has. I'm not talking about the style of dance, but just the understanding that she recognized the presence of the Holy Ghost in the place, and she began to respond. I was able to chat with her a little bit with my wife involved in that conversation. And uh, we, we've tamed it down some, but uh, worship is a, is a very important thing. It's a must thing. This guy, going back to the caveman, I don't want us to necessarily focus on the casting out of devils all the time. You know, I mean, sometimes it's devils, sometimes it's just people being stupid. Oh, there's a lot of those out there. <clears throat> I know where I come from. I'm just, I'm just saying that when, when God shows up, we don't have to do much. When we lift up Jesus Christ, he kind of, he does the work. And, and when we're all saying, yeah, 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 you know, I get, not that guy. There's no way. I don't think we need to be about glitz and glam. I don't think we need to be about the latest scheme on soul winning. I, I think we just need to learn how to do us.
You ever heard the term, just do you? I got a section over here. Hey, all right, come on now. Just do you. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to speak like someone else. Hey, if you grew up in the church, God bless you. Don't, hey, don't hang your head because you didn't experience the stupid stuff of the world. Thank God that your mother and father brought you to a place where you could be raised in truth. You don't have to find a gimmick. You don't have to come up with some cool thing to make sure people like what you're presenting. You just have to be about his business. Lift him up so that the world can see that all power and authority rests in Jesus Christ. Mark 5, 11 to 13. Now there was there high nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding and all the devils besought him saying send us into the swine that we may enter into them and forthwith Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea there were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea do you understand what happened here the guy that no one wanted around, the, the lost cause has been delivered and through this deliverance, pigs flew. Ah. My kids liked it. When we thought it was impossible when we thought there is just no way. It is just not physically able to happen. There is no way, I cannot believe it, I can't even perceive it as being something that may come to pass. God steps in and pigs fly. God steps in and a miracle happens. You ever been around the miraculous? like for real and you go I didn't see that one coming that's what my four year old does dad I didn't see that one coming my daughter she's nine she's, she's the most beautiful little girl you ever put your eyes on she was born without an ear canal some of you may have heard the story um, but she was born without an ear canal we have it all documented and stuff because you got to go through all these tests and all these other crazy things and uh, they gave me two options they said either a we can bore into the ear which means they take a drill and they they zzz, right or we can go behind the ear with the same type of procedure but uh, there's two outcomes either it works and she's going to have this little tube in there that's going to drain her ear fluids and it's going to be kind of messy but you'll work through it or you know the really bad thing could happen and we could paralyze the right side of her face for the rest of her life and I thought yeah we'll pass on that I'd rather be her be deaf than be all eh. you know at least that would be my choice you can learn sign language Whatever. Don't judge me. I like a good family picture. So I've been praying for like, listen, this was in 2010 that she was diagnosed, you know, for positive. And uh, 
And so, I mean, I mean listen, guys, when, when I pray, sometimes I get boogers that kind of come down here. Like when I for really pray, whatever. You, hey, if you, oh, Jesus, we need a miracle. I'm, I'm talking about my baby girl. I'm talking about what comes from this guy and that I need to instill everything into, okay? So when I pray for my baby, my child, my offspring, I pray like as if I was giving birth. <laughs> Send it on down. Send it on down. Right? I mean, come on, stop it. So I pray, man, listen, boogers come down. I cry, I weep, I sweat like the, you know, you pigs fly, right? But I be sweating like a pig, man. And, and, but nothing, no, I'm telling man of God, nothing, nothing. And I always do this thing, I get up, right? And I test the spirit and I, can you hear this? Psst, can you hear me now? Daddy, I can't hear it. Daddy, I can't hear it. Last year at General Conference, uh, they, they had a beautiful service and it was, you know, faith building and, and we were standing kind of close and, and my baby was in between me and mom and we're holding hands and we're praying. I kind of stopped praying for that miracle. He didn't answer it. I prayed like three months for that. Sweat, crying, boogers, and everything. I kind of gave up on it. It's just not going to happen. During that service, I heard her say to her mother, Mama, I can hear. And so I looked down and, you know, what did you say? Daddy, I... I can hear out of my ear now. Now, you think that I probably just went, ah, yeah. I grabbed that girl's head and I said, let me see. She's nine. She don't know. So I turn her head and I look in and there's like this little bit of film in there. It was really strange. I've never ever seen anything like this before. And I took my big finger in her little baby ear and I I did like this and all of a sudden, boom, there's a hole. No joke, y'all. I have never, ever seen a body part changed in front of my eyes until that day. Listen, you may think there is just no way that it could never happen. I prayed the prayer, I've thought about it, I've tarried, I've read the Bible, I've fasted. It's just not happening. There's just no way. But then all of a sudden, God shows up. All of a sudden, the king of the universe shows up and does the miraculous. It will have you... Listen to me, that next church service You couldn't hold this dude down. I was like, look here, you dirty sinners. (laughs) I passed their whole mission, y'all. We get away with just about anything. It wasn't even the miracle. 
it really wasn't. It, it was the fact that God listened to my baby. Because when I asked her, what happened? She said, Daddy, I, I just, I prayed for myself. Two weeks later, she had a friend come to church. We prayed that friend through the Holy Ghost before church even started. And, and when they came home, I asked where the girls were and they were downstairs in my office and my baby was teaching this girl Bible study. Did I tell you where I come from? Yeah, when pigs fly, something good will come from that dude. My Jesus, I, and I know she's a, a human, she's gonna mess up. She's gonna do stupid stuff. But I've seen what God can do in, in just that simple faith. Just when we think there's no possible way, we gotta remember the scripture of John 12 and 32. It says, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Here's how we apply it, 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. This is, look, man, this is big church stuff, okay? So hang in there. If my people, which are called by my name, who's been baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. We may be the last chance for someone. Don't let your doubt or unbelief cause you to, to not move. To not do something about it. I know that there are those that sit here that may struggle with thoughts of suicide or, or, or deal with you know, self-harm or, or any of that type of situation. Now look, I'm, I'm not silly. I realize we don't live in a perfect way. And I realize that even in the church, there are issues that go on that, that remain undealt with sometimes. This is not just a youth service. This is church. So, so hear what I'm saying. Hear what the preacher is saying. If you are dealing with something like that, I want you to understand there are those that have come before you that have dealt with the same things and you too can find victory in your issue. I'm, I'm going to close. I feel like I've been going a while. I'm all sweaty. Let's stand together. Uh, just, just put up with me. If, do you guys do music? Yeah, right on, girl. <laughs> Sister. I'm so sorry. This is, a de this is a declaration, okay? So just let me, let me do me for a minute. I'm part of the fellowship unashamed. I have Holy Ghost power. The die is cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My presence makes sense. My future secure. I'm finished with low living. Sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, and colorless dreams. 
There will be no more tame division, chintzy given, or dwarfed goals. I no longer need prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by present tense, by faith, walk by patience, lifted by prayer and labor, by power. My face is set and my goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way is rough, but my guide is reliable and my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, turned back, deceived, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of my enemy, or negotiate at the table of the adversary. I will not give up. Let up or shut up until I have stored up, prayed up, and paid up for the cause of Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, ain't gonna have any problems recognizing me because I will not be discouraged and I refuse to quit my God so love the world church love the world because someone loved you enough someone thought yeah may not look like they'll respond but I'm gonna ask anyway you know what I might get made fun of by my peers but I'm gonna say it anyway I may not get to do the things that the rest of everybody else is doing but but I'm gonna live it anyway Listen, if you've not received the the beautiful promise of the Holy Spirit, I'm letting you know right now. I'm letting you right now know that someone loves you. The presence of Jesus Christ is in the building. Can we worship? Can we fall at the feet of the master? I, I, every time I preach, I do this first. When it comes altar call, because all you Holy Ghost sanctified folks, y'all want to crowd the altar and don't give nobody else a chance. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you've been desiring that promise, Grab somebody by the hand who stands next to you so you don't feel all scared and alone and come on up to the front. It's all right, young lady, it's all right. I've been there. Listen, you don't have to live under the shadow of oppression. You don't have to be anybody's joke. You don't have to be mom and dad's punching bag anymore. You want true power, it's not found in a bottle. It's not found at the end of a pipe. It's not found in sex and all these other things that people try and make it out to be. 
You want power? You come into the altar and God will fill you with the miraculous promise of himself dwelling inside of you. Now listen, hey, all you Holy Ghost filled, sanctified, tongue talking, boot stomping, crazy folks, now it's time to have faith. Now it's time to have faith that God will do what he said he would do. So before you pray for yourself in your situation, I would ask that you would lift a hand and pray for those that are seeking Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, see who I am. I know where I've been. I know what I've been through. I know the type of dirt that I've done and I want you to forgive me. That's called repentance. Lord God, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want something new from you. I'm sick of every time I look in the mirror, I hate what I see. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, I don't want to be alone anymore. Fill me with your spirit. Come on, church. In the name of Jesus. As a wild man cries out, as a wild man cries out, Jesus looks and he delivers. He didn't deserve it. My God. This altar's open. If you need something from the Lord, please. Please don't let this chance pass you by. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.